0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
1: As much as people love to complain that they don't make movies like they used to, cinema has really never been better or more diverse than it is today. As democratic and expressive as contemporary film is, there's no denying that many modern movie trends are incredibly frustrating. Understand we only complain so much because we love cinema in equal measure, but some things just need to be pointed out. I'm Scott from WhatCulture.com and these are 8 Things Everyone Hates About Modern Movies. Number 8. Everything Wants To Be A Cinematic Universe While there are compelling cinematic universes beyond the MCU, Star Wars, Fox's X-Men, Kevin Smith's universe, and so on, movie producers have become obsessed with the notion of spinning every single thing into its own little world. The last decade has seen numerous films come rushing out of the gate with blatant setups for future movies before they've even nailed the first step. Universal's Dark Universe was the most embarrassing, dying one hell of a death after the commercial failure of Tom Cruise's mummy. Though let it be known that the video game tie-in is genuinely incredible. Still, shared universe syndrome is rampant, leaving films committed to a bigger picture that, when those plans don't materialize, feel malformed and incomplete. Seeing a unique one-off movie like Inception is so rare, especially at the blockbuster price point, because Hollywood just wants to find excuses to bank more future sequels whenever they can. Number seven, the lack of any real stakes in blockbusters. A huge issue, like in Fast and the Furious or the majority of Marvel, is going so big there's no tension, no real investment, and no sense of stakes or peril. Once you've seen a dozen planet threatening sky beams get taken out by the heroes, it's hard to get continually invested in similar threats, especially when random quips are surgically inserted to the action to ensure audiences don't get too anxious or too uncomfortable. The push for huge-scale spectacle is understandable when studios are chasing that billion-dollar box office, but there comes a time when that bigness is simply exhausting, and it risks leaving audiences failing to connect with the IP emotionally, which can hurt future interest. Star Wars said it loud and proud, no one's ever really gone. And across the board, character deaths in these films feel muted and underwhelming. Almost like we're subconsciously aware that a sequel, reboot or legacy sequel will undo everything anyway in a few more years. 6. The Continuity Nullifying Retcon Sequel Speaking of which, one of the strangest and most unexpected movie trends of the last few years has been the rise of the retcon sequel, where a new film acts as a direct continuation of an earlier entry in a given franchise, wiping out everything in between and carrying on from there instead. While there's no denying that this approach saved the flagging Halloween franchise for example, it also gives filmmakers considerably less accountability. Studios are far more likely to roll the dice on a bold, possibly poorly thought out movie when they can just draw a line under it and try again, rather than being bound to fix the actual mess they've created. Newer examples include Suicide Squad and Ghostbusters Afterlife, with the Terminator franchise serving up two dud retcon sequels in a row, and X-Men using time travel to wipe out a number of undesirable films from the timeline. Even when it works as with X-Men and Halloween, it's never that satisfying to hear that a wealth of prior movies have been swept off the map, especially as these films will more often than not contain something that fans actually liked over the years. As movie audiences become more comfortable with the idea of alternate realities just as comic book fans have for literally decades, it's likely to become an even bigger trend unless viewers vote with their wallets en masse. 5. Bloated Runtimes Obviously, no great movie is too long and no bad movie is short enough, but you have to wonder if because theatrically released movies are trying to remain competitive against streaming, more expansive runtimes might be part of building a perception around minutes to dollar value. Sometimes though, we just don't want to give up three hours of our evening to a film. Avengers Endgame and Martin Scorsese's The Irishman felt like stark outliers, as nobody was asking for No Time to Die to be 163 minutes. Even recent shoe-ins for popularity like In the Heights performed poorly, indicating that people might rather watch lengthy affair at home, alongside snacks, a pause button, and easier bathroom breaks. Indeed, brevity is the soul of wit. Kill your darlings, be ruthlessly unsentimental with your cuts, and avoid a lukewarm word of mouth because most people found your movie too long. 4. The Netflix Original Aesthetic Obviously it would be ridiculous to say that all Netflix original movies look bad, Roma and Mank would say otherwise, but there is a tendency for director netflix films to have a homogenized visual style. This is literally because Netflix actively pushes for a house style on their originals, which must be shot on a prescribed list of 4K cameras with certain standards for framing, aspect ratio, color grading and so on. While this can be a good thing for ensuring a consistent professional standard across the board, it leaves far less room for genuine experimentation and creativity. All of this is something more casual audiences can't quite put their finger on, but everyone knows that Netflix original aesthetic whenever they see it. 3. Spoiler Culture and Its Impact on Cinema The last decade has seen phone technology advance enough that almost everyone has a high-resolution camera in their pocket, allowing an enterprising extra or curious passerby to take a sneaky photo whilst on set. Due to the ease with which set leaks can then find their way online, filmmakers are more entrenched than ever, fighting to preserve contentious and surprising aspects of their project to ensure that most audiences get to see the final thing unspoiled. This level of secrecy can be fun, sure the MCU has done an outstanding job subverting audience expectations with trailer fakeouts and faux spoilers, but the rise of spoiler culture across this period feels detrimental to storytelling itself. Things have gotten bad enough that directors will flat out lie about controversial aspects of their narrative, like J.J. Abrams trying to keep a lid on Benedict Cumberbatch playing Khan in Star Trek Into Darkness. This relentless desire to surprise audiences above simply telling an emotionally resonant story is harmful to both filmmakers and audiences, whom may end up becoming spoilerphobic to the extent that it can stifle meaningful discussion around a film, both during production and after release. Secrecy has always been part of filmmaking to an extent, but our collective fascination with the mystery box and forever focusing on big plot reveals as the true substantial content of a film feels like a backward step. It invites us to consider a film ruined if someone tells us what happens beforehand, rather than appreciate the storytelling, performances and general filmmaking which make that moment work. Number 2. Blockbuster Cinema's Obsession with Family and Connections Sure, everyone has a family and can relate to familial themes in one way or another, but it can get hella sappy and pandering hella quick when blockbusters especially get obsessed with this approach. If any big-budget movie can't rustle up a compelling central theme, they just have to make the villain related to the hero, or put the hero on a quest to find their long-lost sibling or parent. Female protagonist? She'll be there because of a connection to her father. Young male protagonist? Well, their brother's either missing or thought to be dead, only to be instrumental to whatever gets found out in the final third. Star Wars proves the familial tie has been around for about as long as blockbusters themselves, but by now, if the movie leans on this too much, it can feel unimaginative to rely on such a corny idea. In more recent years, we've seen an increasing glut of films go down the soft reboot route too, having legacy characters pass the torch to a younger generation. Despite these familial connections, ultimately feeling forced and unconvincing. Star Wars, Marvel, and The Fast and the Furious are obviously the most egregious culprits for exploiting cheap emotion where family is concerned, but look around the blockbuster landscape and you'll see it everywhere. It even crept into the Bad Boys franchise when that returned. A thematic both totally universal and utterly tedious, family dynamics are easily understood across cultures and language barriers, so it's probably not going to let up anytime soon when global box office draw is the true endgame. And number 1. Awful home video sound mixing One of the biggest issues plaguing home cinema is sound mixing, due to the overwhelming majority of movies not having their audio levels properly remixed if at all for a non-theatre environment. It can result in sound effects and music being significantly louder than dialogue, requiring viewers to constantly fiddle with their volume settings during dialogue and every other scene. The discussion reached its apex among film fans across 2020, with both the theatrical and home releases of Tenet suffering from terribly muddy sound mixes. So bad that people deferred to subtitles en masse just to figure out what the hell was being said.